this is Lanisha and I'm coming to you with a new So Here's What Happens Talks segment. And this time I got the chance to talk with the filmmakers of the hilarious horror comedy Snatchers. Um, So yeah, I saw this when I was down at South by Southwest for the opening weekend. And I'm really excited for you to hear this interview. The filmmakers are great, hilarious, and I think you'll enjoy the interview. Um, If you want more details about Snatchers, I've also written a review on butwhytho.com. The link to that is in the show notes, as well as additional information about Snatchers and the creators and their other work. So be sure to check that out. And without further ado, here's the interview with the filmmakers of Snatchers. Hi, I'm Steven Cedars. I'm uh, one of the writers and one of the directors. Hi, I'm Benji Kleiman. I'm the other director and one of the writers. And I'm Scott Yakushin. I'm, I'm uh, just a writer. Just one of the writers. There's no such thing as just a writer. Thanks, man. Thanks, director. <laughs> and the movie Snatchers. Yes. <laughs> My bad. Yes, the movie's called Snatchers. Um, so thanks again, guys, for just taking the time out of the busy South by Southwest really <laughs> weekend. And yeah, it's been really thrilling just getting, like, one, going to the movie, also, like, doing research about it beforehand, because uh, originally this was a short. Yeah. So, I mean, well, first off, would you mind, like, if you wanted to say in your own words, like, what is Snatchers? Uh, Scott, do you want to make it up? Do your, th- do your thing. Okay, yeah. Snatchers is about a uh, popular high school girl who has sex for the first time who wakes up the next day nine months pregnant. And she has to team up with an nerdy ex-best friend to uncover just what happened. And it gets kind of freaky and alien. And it's uh, fun. And you love it. You've already seen it, and you love it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I can say that. Okay. <laughs> You're applauding. Yes. I mean, I will tell, like, if I can tell the world they can watch it, I will definitely okay. set the notes. Oh, well, that's um, great. Yeah. But no, like, when I think one of the first, when I got the email about it, I learned you guys are going to be at South by Southwest, it's described as Mean Girls meets Aliens, or, like, it was, like, all these, like, pop genre things <laughs> colliding together, and I was just like, yeah, no, I'm into that. Like, I would love to see that. <laughs> well, you know, when we wrote it, we were like, we would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Of course. So... I did want to know, like, so from the research I did do, I found out that you guys have been making movies together for a long time, and the whole, the, the inspiration for Snatchers, like, I, I'm, I wanted to be more interested, like, where did that come from? Like, telling this story about a popular teenage girl, like, where did that come from? And then in female empowerment and everything else, like, where did that come from? Um, I think we just, it all started with us just wanting to make a movie about, like, a, um, just a freaky-deaky pregnancy. Um, but it was, I don't know if we like set out specifically to make it about any of those other things, but it was just, it just seemed like a fun, um, start to like a, just, just a fun concept to explore. Um, and, uh, and we all also had, we're all younger brothers, two older sisters who had like very tumultuous high school experiences. And, um, and so I think we all shared that perspective and for a long time in the script, there was a character who was, um, a little brother character to, to Sarah, who was always right about everything, and uh, and then one of our producers, Ellie Lagursky, who's uh, 
the only female producer with three other guys. I was like, I, who is this Mark character? What is he doing in the script? I hate this character. We were like, that's us. That's us. <laughs> Leave him alone. She was like, you guys should take this out. Yeah. And we were like, okay. And it was actually one of the best notes that we got. Yeah. yeah. And then it actually, and then look, look, as we started writing it, and it just became about these two girls, it, it sort of, you know, we, then, then we started putting ourselves into those characters instead of putting it into this ancillary boy. And, 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 uh, and it just, it, it was actually a really, it was a great experience to write it, and, and I think we just, we just tried to be as, uh, uh, learn from writing it, and like learn up, like, and do everything we could to, to make sure that we wrote it with, with empathy and heart. And, you know, it's a, and it was cool. Did you want to add anything to that thought? Uh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I, I don't really have much to add beyond that. that you got it. Was really yeah. good. Oh, that's so, that's so interesting because I can imagine like a younger brother character like adding in more to the shenanigans of it, yeah, or yeah. like making the situation much worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we, got <laughs> we, we loved him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. No, he actually he just took away from he really interfered with. Uh, the two main characters plot, like their relationship. Yeah, it was um, about their. Uh, it was they were the core story. And, yeah, and he had a crush on Haley, and it was just it just like it just drew focus away from the story that I think we we wanted to tell. Gotcha. That's so interesting. And it was super duper funny, like us. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I So then, what were what were like some moments you took? You guys said you were inspired from like your older sisters and everything. What were like some moments like you were inspired from like have included in the script and <laughs> in the film? You're saying as like. Yeah. Really, in particular, like, comes directly from our sisters, yeah, or just, you, like, well, any sort of any, I mean, any other inspiration, but, like, since you said that you had older sisters, and yes. you probably drew from yes. that, but if there's any other stuff, I'm interested to hear that, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, for me, the, the, the only, you know, I think just in general, the vibe is what it was, which is just that we saw how, how hard high school was to navigate between all these different things you want, that, and, and, like, watching someone who was nerdy become cool, or watching someone who was nerdy stay nerdy, or watching... But the, the main thing, at least from, from my sister's childhood, was, was the relationship with the mom. What, what I saw, like, my, like just how much my mom was only trying to love my sister. And my sister was like, no, I reject your love. <laughs> no, I think that is a, uh, yeah. Uh, it was also a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming between my sister and my parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I think that, was, yeah, that relationship really... I, I was like, I've witnessed a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's such like a good uh, um, foundational relationship. It's, you know, I mean, it's yeah. parents and children. So it's like, it, it, well, that was one of the relationships that when we were writing the movie, we were like, this, this Sarah and Haley and Sarah and her mom are the things that, if she could rectify things, I think the audience will feel like she's made a change. Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome because like I definitely picked up on like it's not just about the friends and like the relationship that they had but definitely about like her mom is super supportive and wants to be there for her but like she just keeps putting up this wall and shutting the door and like won't let her get in especially when it's like hey this is something I think I would tell my mom immediately. Yeah, yeah. Right. Even though it's like also like you don't want to tell your mom you're not a virgin anymore. Yeah, right, <laughs> and now yeah. you're nine months pregnant yeah, the next day. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. that was like yeah I mean, that was really cool. Awesome. Um, so then also going off of experiences, just like, I know we kind of touched on before we started recording about, like, gaslighting was kind of, hint, like, was kind of, well, I think you guys did a really good job of, like, showing it in the film, because sometimes guys would be like, what do you mean, what's gaslighting? I'm like, you're doing it right now. <laughs> you're gaslighting me about gaslighting. Like, right. And I thought that was really awesome to, like, have that in there, of just, like, showing, like, yes, this is toxic, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to speak to that a little bit. 
Well, I think we uh, the, the 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 person I think you're talking is the oh yeah is his name is Skyler. Um, he's uh, love that name. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "What's the douchey?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skyler Cole, um, and uh, and he's the one who uh, who does the does the gaslighting. But um, yeah, we really what the the movie for just to kind of totally um, over explain it is really like a metaphor for a teen fantasy, right? So uh, we were. So in writing the movie, we were just like, all right, what are the scenes that we need to see? And who are the characters that are going to populate the story? And one of them was just the uh, this really douchey boyfriend who doesn't show up and is only pressuring Sarah for sex. Um, and uh, and he's also, I think a lot of, he does a lot of, uh, not that the girls aren't funny in and of, of themselves, but he does a lot of the comedic relief in like in some of these moments through his, uh, his douchey ineptitude. I feel like I didn't answer your question at all. Someone else take a crack. <laughs> well, 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 I, did, I mean, I do think that the point of it being, a, you know, obviously an allegory for teen pregnancy, we were, we were looking for moments where the, the sci-fi stuff heightened these things that would happen in real life. You know, so it's like, if she, if, if you really did get pregnant in high school and the guy yeah. like, was the cause was the cause and was a piece of privilege, yeah. like that's how he would react because it is a responsibility. And so in our movie, the responsibility is dealing with an alien threat instead of dealing with raising a child. But it's, but it's the same thing where it's like, well, you, you were equally responsible for this and, and you don't want anything to do with it. So we, we were like, oh, that's, a, for us, when we were writing it, those things where, they, where the genre and the, and the sort of thing was allegorical to intersected, we were like, oh, this, this works really well. So that seems really fun to write. Awesome. Um, I definitely enjoyed when they went to the free clinic. Like that little <laughs> yeah, right, bit, obviously. Right. <laughs> they get the protester outside of the clinic yeah, and yeah. Ethan and he's just like under the bitch. I'm like, yeah. Jesus loves you. <laughs> Jesus loves you. Yeah. But, oh, it was man. originally supposed to be a whole crowd of people protesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. But this was made on a budget. So you were like, what if it was one protester? <laughs> it's, it's funny how many like iterations of the, of the script because we've written it for so long tried to avoid those parallels to like teen pregnancy. We, we were, when we first started writing it, it was like, we're not going to do what people expect. We're not going to ever go to the clinic. Yeah. We're not going to have, it was like, why did we ever try to avoid those things? Because that's what, make them, that's what makes the movie feel, uh, I think, more connectable. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, definitely, like, just the issues of, like, teenage girls in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, also, like, what do you do in the situation where, like, you're not, it's not like you're just finding out you're pregnant. You're nine months pregnant. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's really cool. Like, I think I enjoyed Haley being the sense of reason of just, yeah. like, you need to go to a doctor. Yeah. But then, like, the funny part of, like, uh, Sarah jumping in, like, no, we need to find another one. Like, my health is, like, the secondary. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Anything that keeps this shit a secret, like, yeah, that's what matters. Yeah. Well, it's really fun. I think, yeah. Sorry, just to piggyback on that. When, when you watch a movie and the characters are doing things where you're like, clearly the first step is call the police. And uh, so the police do get involved eventually in this story, but we want to make sure that before they, that there is at least a, a basis of reality for why even the characters are avoiding the things that they're, or that Sarah's avoiding, you know, telling them off or going to the police. Uh, and when those things come from, instead of like some contrived logic, like, oh, all the cell phones broke. But yeah. instead of coming from character, coming from the fact that Sarah, Sarah's priorities are backwards. Yeah. Like, like that's what yeah, that's, that's what that's interesting. Yeah, it definitely, like, gives more to the plot, I think, too, yeah, for cool. sure. Uh, so then, besides, I did have my last question, because, like, the audience, they may not be familiar with, um, this was a, initially a short that premiered also at some yeah. point. Yeah. So then, what, what like, I want to know what's the challenges of, like, taking it from a short and then taking it to a feature length, if you guys could speak to that, like, what, 
what was that like from like writing and producing and all yeah, that? Yeah, I guess so starting with the writing and the movie and moving on it. When we were writing it, we would send it to people, we would send it to like our, our representation and stuff, and uh, it didn't really get a very good response. A lot of people either thought it was going to be way jokier and hammier than, than we had pictured in our head, or they didn't understand how it was a comedy, you know? And, and so I think it became kind of like the clear directive that we needed to prove it to people by showing it to them. And so we took a scene from our feature-like script and decided to make it. Yeah, so we had actually already written the feature. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So that Yeah, so in that regard, I actually wasn't super... That was the challenge. It wasn't like, oh, maybe we have this short that we like, and now we need to find the rest of the story. It was like, we, we knew what we wanted to do, and then, yeah, so that, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Because I, I do like watching short films, but I'm always interested, like, when a short film turns into a feature length, like, what goes into it. So it's kind of, you guys were ahead of the game. You already had your feature length script ready to go. So that's awesome. I mean, I think we always, we were always thinking of, like, we only always wanted to make it a movie. And so it was never, I, I, I mean, we, I think we definitely fell in love more with the characters after um, after we cast uh, Mary Neffy and Caviolis. We were like, oh, I really want to spend a movie length time with them but it was but but i think we like it was always from the get-go that we wanted to just kind of feature yeah. stories even, even the short was, was really just like you could have if we could have just written on a piece of paper please let us make a movie that's that's what the short was doing so gotcha. yeah understood and we did write that on a piece of paper we did and no, yeah, and no one work. yeah it didn't work yeah 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 <laughs> didn't get to the right person yeah 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 had we got it just the right person then I want to know, just because like we were talking earlier about like there's certain things about does it have a name of parasite? I don't think it ever like I don't know if it has a name. In, in the movie. In the movie. You know, is it named as a parasite, you're saying? Yeah, I mean I don't I wanna make sure I refer to it correctly. Okay, you're oh. saying the alien. Yeah, the alien. Oh, oh, oh yeah. No, yeah, we call it the snatcher yeah. off camera, okay. but in yeah. the movie they never Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they always call it the thingy. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> thingy, the snatcher. I like either yeah. um, I'm kinda interested because like I we mentioned earlier before we recorded, I noticed it like resembled a certain insect pet parasite that does the same thing, right. like taking over a host and controlling its body. And I thought that was really cool. Was there any other like inspirations for snatchers or just that you had in mind from other, I don't know, any other horror genre or any other trope, like, you know, horror genre tropes that you wanted to have in? Yeah. I mean, the big inspiration was money, which is to say not a lot of money. And so when we were when we were writing the, the script, we knew that we wanted to direct it. And so we, we knew that we were going to have a big CG budget. So we were like, okay, let's design a small alien that can sit on a character's head and then it affects. I think I, 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 I'm sorry if I'm repeating but you already heard this. I know, okay. It's not your fine. Um, but it kind of sits on a, on a character's head and then the, the actor becomes the alien and, you know, and then they just have to hang their head down and they have like a little animatronic puppet on top of their head. So if it's like um, the alien should run, then the actor's running. We don't yeah, have exactly. a CG alien. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And we're also hugely inspired by, you know, creature features that use practical effects. Um, that, you know, it's just way more charming when, even if it doesn't look great, <laughs> you can yeah. see, it's like, all right, I hope that the, that if people see it, and I think it looks pretty good, yeah. but I think in the moments when when the snatcher wasn't having his best day, that people are like, they're trying really hard, <laughs> which we were. With practical swings to the fences and fall short, in our opinion, at least it's charming, but when CG swings to the fences and fall short, it's, it's like, it's like, there are no, there are no big 
videos on YouTube of top ten worst animatronic things, but there are a lot of top ten worst. The Rock is the Scorpion King. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was a major influence in the design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> It was funny, when we first started doing the design for the Snatcher, it was right around the time that that picture of the giant isopod from, like, the Let's make something like that. And then uh, the evolution of it, it became, like, a little bit more scorpion-like and a little bit more live. And then the creature designer who made it, Chris Hansen, uh, this guy out of Salt Lake City, he, like, added his own little touch to it, like... You, you never see it from the what you see on the screen, but it's got a skull that's there. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a ridge. Like yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And also, is uh, I remember when we were designing it, the first iteration of it, uh, like we went into his little studio to look at the Snatcher, and it had like curvy eyes. It had like these really like big eyes. And a mustache. Yeah, and a little mustache. And everyone yeah. was like, and we were like, it looks kind of cute. And he was like, that's what this other person said. So we like really like narrowed its eyes and gave it like a more like prominent like brow to make it scary so that people weren't like, oh, it's a little <laughs> Well, it is because there's like a gremlinsness to it, but gremlins, there is like this like level of cuteness. And we did want to make sure it was scary. And I'll just add one other thing, which is that. Uh, we all rode together, and uh, but Scott also is an illustrator, and so it was really great when we were designing it that Scott would draw concept art for it, so I, so we could all be like, is this what we're talking about? Yes, no, maybe so. I got to three in a row. But that's interesting because you're the writer, and it's kind of like you in your brain, you you you're envisioning it, and then you got it's your guy's job to take that and bring it to life. So like I imagine those sketches came in handy. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I like to think that I helped that in a little way for the director. Yeah, we, it, it was really helpful because uh, so the, for the three of us writing, like, we had it, I think, you know, 80%, we all had it in our heads, and then uh, they would, they would um, do a shot list of the scene, uh, if it was like an action scene or something, and then I would come in and I would storyboard that scene. We would draw these really crude, like, stick figure storyboards. Chicken scratch. Chicken scratch. <laughs> Of like, and then we would show these them. are the angles, and this is what the camera's gonna do. Yeah, and then we would talk through every single storyboard and what it was supposed to be. So by the end of it, I feel like we were all exactly on the same page. So when they actually went off and filmed it and made it awesome, it was, I, there was no surprises for me. Like I knew it was good. Except for how many shots we had to cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that always really upset me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just so the audience knows, we're recording this outside on a restaurant patio. Yeah, so. it's South by, baby. Yeah, so <laughs> you get in when you fit in. <laughs> Apologies for the noise, but I, I do appreciate you guys just bearing with us. Oh, no. <laughs> That's like perfect time. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> it won't be loud anymore. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, again, I just really love what you guys did with the script, and I love that you, how you keep mentioning that budget did play a role in like what you did and how you did it. So, I mean, I'm interested to know, like, like more of that process when it comes to like planning and filming and writing. There truly is nothing that Benji and I love more than complaining about the budget that we have to work with. We do a lot of echo chamber, yeah. just like how how are we supposed to make this work for this amount well, of money? We wrote we wrote a thirty million dollar movie, and then spoiler alert, didn't get thirty million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very it was a very small. I, I think if we had thirty million dollars, we would have needed more money. <laughs> Yeah, you're saying because our we would have just been like, yeah, can we do this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The script was very ambitious. Yeah, it was an ambitious script, and and 
every time people give us an inch, we take a mile, which is kind of what you have to do when you're making a movie. Yeah. And you have to push every, you have to be, you have to push every department to the edge. And you say thank you and you say sorry, but then you also drag everyone through hell, um, <laughs> and it's really terrible. Um, but uh, as far as the budget goes, there were so many. What we what we diplomatically or like uh, charitably term uh, uh, creative solutions into uh, you know there were action sequences that we cut and then there you know we, we, there's uh, there are big fights where we're imagining having you know three times as many people um, and flying three times higher in the air yeah, yeah and the stunts being like even bigger and and it's like you sometimes you just get what you get and hopefully you make cuts ahead of time that seem like they're deliberate choices so that when an audience watches it, they just go, oh, you, they got everything that they tried to do and not like, whoa, they really fell short of trying to do that yeah, amazing action sequence. One thing that we both, you know, is kind of just like an implicit philosophy of ours is just to make sure that every single South by our food's here, baby. Our food is arriving. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, now you get to hear us chip. Now you <laughs> it's authentic. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's real. I like that. Um, what was I saying about? Oh, oh, just yeah. That when you make these creative cuts, that you try to make it, the audience hopefully always feel like, oh, this is the only, this is the smartest way to shoot this scene. So you hopefully don't feel like we're missing shots for that. But we are. But we are. <laughs> yeah. What uh, one little fun creative budget story is that um so we had shot this uh this short the short film i don't know if you guys how much you guys know this is the scene where she goes to the clinic yeah. is the short film okay like not only is that the same scene it is the literal we cut the short film into our movie okay. because we had spent our own money making the short film it was a lot of money and we were really pleased with how that scene had come out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it, I think it was the scene with the doctor and her whole thing. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we were, we're, we're, we're like, we're not going to redo that scene. So, it, it also, that, it was an easy decision to make because, like Steven says, because Mary and Gabby brought the characters to life so much, we were like, well, there's no way we're casting other actors. So it wasn't like, because a lot of times people make a proof of concept short for their movie, and then they remake that scene with like, now they got a big movie star to be that person. Awesome. So when, we, so when we did that, we shot that scene in Los Angeles, and then we shot the rest of the movie, or a, a big chunk of it, in Utah. And so we had to shoot all the stuff of, like, uh, the, um, you know, the, the receptionist hearing the fight inside of the room, and uh, the protester and all that stuff, is in Utah, even though that exam room was in Los Angeles two years earlier. So the creative solution we came up with was this hole in the door, and that we were like, this feels like really deliberate framing for you to never see inside that room again, because yeah. we don't have that room. <laughs> so... That's not. That's really genius, it's that, though. It's, it's that good. kind of stuff. It definitely adds to like my like. I was like, what's gonna pop out that door? And I'm well, like waiting for something to pop out, great, but great. it's very having like a head bang. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, it's y'all get some No, no, no. Apologize. It didn't be a big. No, we're no, we're having beer. And also, we'll chew. We'll chew and talk. That's fine. All good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the interview is unfortunately unusable. Disgusting. <laughs> deal with it. It's, it's ASMR. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You've already got your LaCroix there. Like, if, you, if you've heard of the girl who like drinks LaCroix, like she like makes yeah. it. Oh, I, I would, hurt, I would <laughs> I murder like, someone if they played that. Oh really? <laughs> so, we're we're big uh, Croy boys over here. I love them. 
Um, and I, uh, I don't know if we're ASMR guys. I've never ASMR no, but I mean, this girl makes like seven million now for doing it. So what? yeah, what? yeah, for making the corsets. Yeah, like just talks in, in this like whispering tone and everything. I'm keeping all this in by the way, <laughs> but I it's like you do. yeah, but it's just it's crazy because she's like I think seven. She just like what? Corsets? I was going to say, I'll put the show notes, I'll put in the show notes, I'll put a link. But it's just like, it's the most weirdest thing. I'm like, anybody can make money doing anything. I'm like, why, why should I like not limit, why should I limit my dreams? There, you know, there's some body reactions that I feel like are too adult to be given to me by a seven-year-old. And those body shivers, I think I would classify not appropriate. Not appropriate. When you described that, I was like, oh, it's a 25-year-old woman. Me too. You think? You'd be wrong with but you're. <laughs> you think? So we're talking about budget and everything. So I'm interested. How long did it take to shoot the feature length? Well, we shot over the course of two years because we actually shot a bunch of it. The way the way that it got made was it's kind of crazy story. It's a crazy story. Here, I'll. Uh, I just took a sip of coffee to clear all the food out of my mouth, and I'm going to wait <laughs> to eat again. So, so the short actually got picked up by the studio called Stage 13, which is a Warner Brothers digital, like the digital division of Warner Brothers. And they were like, we love this. We want to make your movie into a web series. And we were like, say what? Great, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so it, it took us like about five minutes to be like, they're going to give us money to make our thing. We have to do this. And so it was like a little bit of a bummer that it wasn't like, we have to make a movie, but also that does that ever happen except in like the rarest of circumstances? So we're like, let's just make it work. Yeah, we were like, we can't say no to this opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And it's whatever. So we, so we took our feature script and we actually cut it in half and then we cut it into 10 episodes. And the, so the first half of the movie cut into 10 episodes, is, or I'm sorry, into 8 episodes, is the, is what the, the web series was. So we shot it. And I just want to say, we didn't change anything else. We cut it up, but we didn't change the movie script. We were like, this is it. Yeah. And when we were on set, like we, we like block, shoot it, uh, shot everything. Shoot it. Oh my god. Um, sorry, we were up until 4.30 last night. Um, but, um, so we shot it like a movie, and we were talking about it like a movie, and the crew was talking about it like a movie, and, and we never stopped thinking about it like a movie. So uh, we shot it, we edited it, and then uh, we had a web series on our hands. And Stage 13 looked at it and they were like, whoa, we thought you guys were just going to make a web series, but this looks way better than anything that we were expecting. Let's go back to making it a movie. And we were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. So then we went and, and shot in. So we shot the first half in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then we shot the second half to finish out the movie in Albuquerque. But that little story is the condensed version of two years. So, like, we we shot almost three. Almost three, yeah. We shot and edited the first half. And then took a year to, I don't know what we were doing in that. Like, well, I think that it was, I was screening as a, like, as a web series. And also there was just a lot of, like, business. Like, it's so hard to get. I think there's so much. One thing that was really challenging was just that we, we were such a small budget, but we also were working within infrastructure of a huge studio in Warner Brothers mm-hmm. who have been so supportive and great but it's just a, it's just a slow a cruise ship moves a lot slower than a, a canoe you, you know like you can't turn as fast so so there were just so many times where I was 
you know, it would take a year to be like, should we do it? Yes, we want to do it. Okay, let's get the paperwork. And then it'd be like a year later. All right, go right here. And although you have so many, especially with a big studio, you have so many, everything has to get approved. So, like, we were just, you know, for, for something as small as, like, the poster, like, the like the, like the text at the bottom, the filling block, it's, like, stuff that you have to have, like, lots of conversations about. Yeah. So, like, every little piece of it just takes so much time. So, that's all to say that it took us a really long time to get back out there to shoot and to edit it. And if you look close enough, or if you just look at all, you can see the girls aging in different rates during the period. Did you not notice that at all? Honestly, towards the end, I was inter- like, I don't know. I just like noticed. I'm like, I don't know if it's supposed to mean something. Like, <laughs> they, they, they grew up and they got older. Because like in the first shot, I mean, I don't know when you guys shot or something. I thought I noticed some kind of di- a little tiny difference. Yeah. But again, it's like they're still relatively young. Yeah, so I was right, like, totally. no, it's just my eyes. This was a traumatic night. They aged a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, stress. They aged a few years in one night. Giving birth to an alien baby would do that to you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's just sci-fi logic. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I honestly, I think I was just like, no, it's just late, and I don't think I picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, as one of our actresses said last night, Gabby was saying, I was 18 when I started the story, and I'm 22 now. So Jake really is like changing a lot. Like that's like an age where your like facial features like do a lot of uh, shifting around. It blew up. Her eye sunk down to her chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was unfortunate. So we didn't know how we were gonna deal with it. But most people don't notice CG budget. Just like painting out the eye. It's like really stressful. Wow. No, that's just like really impressive. Just like knowing how long from. I guess. I mean, is that even including writing too? Like how long you get the script? I'm I'm kind of like. We started. We started writing the script in 2011. Wow. Yeah. So. Eight years. Yeah. Wow. That's and amazing. It, so making a movie is really easy. <laughs> yeah. You just have to devote your entire life to it. That, that, I think there, there was a little bit of extra time there just because that was the first script we wrote together. So it really was like our writing school. So like the first 10 drafts are not like anything near what the movie is. There are there some things that made it all the way through. Oh, yeah, a couple yeah. little details made it all the way through, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then everything else got yeah. thrown out. And so, you know, we took eight years to make this movie, and then a seven-year-old drinks some Croy and makes $7 million. So, <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You tell me who's in the right line of business. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't even alive when we were right That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and we shot the short in 2015. And we were finishing getting it ready for South by in putting it to paper and then like making it live action like from there yeah. so I guess <laughs> it's interesting that it's it's, a, it's an eight year process yeah. to do everything and then like the journey you guys have gone on so is there anything like you think from the journey from like this eight year journey what have you learned and like you hope to apply for future projects wow that's getting more money yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we were perfect and we just needed more money um I think like uh, I want to say that I mean, as a three-person group who wrote this, and then as the two of us who directed it, we've always been into collaborate. Like we've always been collaborative. But I think, um, I think we really learned how to to 
get our machine fully running to be our, our collaboration machine to be fully running over the course of the process just because so much of it is you're just in rooms late at night you're frustrated you're hungry you're tired and it's like you and you're in year five and the, you know the beginning's not in sight and the end's it, not in sight exactly and so just having people who you can be trusted you can rely on is just so important and so I think we got better not that we weren't good at it but I think we got really good over the course of yeah. Yeah. eight years oh yeah yeah, uh, to piggyback off of Stephen, yeah, I think more so than anything, like, it is such a collaborative effort, so trust is so, so important, like, well, you know, after writing it, I, I helped out on, on set a lot, you know, certainly not as much as these guys, but I actually, I met my partner the first, like, the day before we started filming the short, and then I, then we had a kid, while, while the, like, second half of filming was starting, so I wasn't there for a lot of it, so I had to trust that they were going to make it great. Spicy meatball. Yeah. Maybe the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the spicy meatball Italian chef. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, that's so true, and it was, it, it was, I mean, that was the coolest thing for us to, like, you know, we've been making sketch comedy for, like, for years and years before we even did Snatchers, but... Certainly, I sometimes I wish we could go back and make more of it with our collaboration as good as it is now. But also, our sketch comedy was like kind of our film school. That's where we, you know we would do every single job and we would we would make all these sketches. But the one I think it is pretty preparative. Like when we got on set, we, we knew Stephen and I knew how to. We didn't know how to like tell a story with a camera. Exactly, but we didn't know the technical. Yeah, we didn't know the technical stuff. And the other thing is, the one thing that you don't know is how to work with a huge collaboration team, where all of a sudden you have all these different departments and all these different people in charge of these specific things and, and so like it was a cool process to learn to like how to wrangle that and to harness it all so you know as long as you're trying to do a shot of one hand picking out something and like you know 25 people are involved in creating what that shot is so to make sure it stays our vision was and the, the fact that it was such a long process meant that it was a very what's the opposite of steep shallow there gradual very gradual learning curve yeah. so we had a lot of time to like just ease ourselves into the hot tub of learning how to actually make a movie, which, which was, yeah, it was fantastic. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. And you want to be respectful of your guys' time, so I have, like, one final question. What is, I guess, you can take it two ways, what is your favorite moment in the movie? If you don't want to give spoilers, you don't have to. Or what's some, also, I guess, follow-up is, like, what's something you wish had made the cut for the movie, also? Take your time. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, you're doing good. Go ahead. She's going to cut some time out of this because we're going to think, but I just know that we're going to give a great answer. <laughs> I can totally pause it. <laughs> you guys need it. Um, trying to think of something I, I wish was in it. Uh, Mark, the younger brother. Yeah, the younger brother. <laughs> we, should be, we should not have listened to Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there are some, there are some like stunts, and there was like an explosion that we really wanted that didn't make the cut. But I don't think, but there are no like big regrets um, as far as like things that didn't make it up. Um, I think my my favorite moment in the movie is something that I like. That I'm not even sure resonates with the audience as much as it does with me, just because it feels so real to me. Because it has to be. But just when the girls are talking about Kate. Uh, Freaking out at them for getting lost at a water park when they were little kids, because <laughs> it's like, whose parents didn't freak out at them for getting lost at a water park? <laughs> yeah, that's a really sweet moment. Yeah, the two of them. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And what it, uh, there was something that, that I was kind of 
them didn't make it in. And it was oh, we there was a there was a, for budget reasons. Yeah, there was a stuff at the clinic, you know, behind the closed door. When you pop back out and you're with the the receptionist, um, which I think is a very tense, very scary, awesome scene. But there was some fun little like uh, like beats. action yeah. beats that we had plotted out yeah, and yeah. storyboarded. Yeah, I guess also the there's um. The climax of the movie, I'm not going to say where it takes place, but spoiler alert, there is a climax to this movie. Um, but the, um, but in the writing and the designing of that sequence, uh, especially in the storyboarding phase, uh, we were coming up with like a lot of fun sight gags and really, in our minds, very clever stunts. And uh, as Benji said earlier, we kind of wrote this as a $30 million movie. Um, and, and there is a version of that climax that I think is probably twice or three times as long. So hopefully we didn't, I mean, I, there are things that like, I think we're bummed out that we didn't get to see, but like hopefully the experience of someone watching it is, this was perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and my favorite thing is the clinic still. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it might be for me also. I also, there also is a um, building up to the climax. Spoiler alert, there's a build-up. <laughs> um, there's like a conversation oh, yeah, between, um, yeah. between Sarah and Haley um, <clears throat> that I think is just really just amps us up or amps me up. Yeah, and it's, yeah that was, there was a moment that we, when you watch the movie and you hear what we're talking about, you'll know, but there's a moment that uh, when, they, when they realize what the climax is going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they like, yeah, it's kind of like a building anticipation like a moment. Pump up moment. And, and I think we're allowed to say, it, say like there's like a little bit of a suit up uh, montage there. We're ready to go. This, on. But my, yeah. One of my favorite parts is seeing them like bust open the door and like we're ready to bring shit up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. Because I, I feel like um, that those movies where I'm not going to say any spoilers, but yeah, but that moment is special. I'm glad that that resonated because that is exactly what we were going for, where it's like, you are so in those characters' shoes in that moment, living the, like, nervousness of being that character in that situation. And anyway, just see the movie. Just see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know what we're talking about. The thing with the the moment. Yeah. And they have Exactly. Oh, and then it's like, it's crazy. You the audience know. Awesome. Once again, guys, if you don't mind, if you want to tell people where they can find you on social media or if you have a website where you like have you want to promote, please. Yeah. Well, uh, we all have Twitter handles. We have a website called theoldmoneyboys.com. O L D E M O N E Y B O Y Z. That's old with an E, boys with a Z. Yeah. And um, I'll include the link. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our it's our old sketches. So yeah. And uh, and we're on we're on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm about to get off Twitter, so I'm not going to tell everyone. I'll tell my handle just because it's funny. It's, it's at, thank you. South my baby. Uh, it's at Lord Bartsack, but, um, but, but I'm going to delete it because I'm going to be social media dark. So don't, don't at me, bro. At me. I, I need all your special ads. Oh, Steven Cedar. Super funny, I know. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. Uh, untraceable. At Scott Young. Yeah, S. Yakishim. Spelled in your own thing. S. Y. A. C. Y. S. H. Y. N. Three Y's, believe it or not. Why not, though? Or, but why, though? But why, though? <laughs> no. But why, though? The Scott Yakishim story. That's all from Eastern Europe. Awesome. And as always,
find me at la underscore ney underscore sha and you can find the show at shwh underscore pod uh, thanks again for joining us for episode thank you guys so thank much you. for dealing with all this southwest oh. yeah. <laughs> I miss that baby yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just gonna be my sound bite yeah. no <laughs> um and that's it bye 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 okay <laughs>